Hello, mortals. We are your Valkyries. Miss Darby. And Miss Charlie. And we are two space babes here to tell you some exciting news. We will be discussing our experiences and opinions on sex work, art, and the erotic taboo counterculture we can't stop talking about. We are currently recording and transmitting this episode from our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. So we put out a, a double episode last week, so we thought we'd put out something a little lighter uh, for this episode. It's more of an update of everything that's going on in our lives and everything that's going to be coming out soon. Hello, Miss Darby. Well, hi there, Miss Charlie. Wow, two episodes or three episodes, I guess, in a row where I get to talk to you. That's nice. I know. I feel so lucky to uh, have all these lovely conversations with you. We don't always get this opportunity. And so this is so nice. It is. It is nice. So uh, as many of you, I'm sure, are aware, there has been some bullshit going on uh, with uh, a little thing called Roe versus Wade. So terrible. Yeah, and um, we did an episode about our experiences with abortion and kind of our feelings on reproductive rights as our first episode to this season. And we kind of wanted to just take some time in this episode to talk about a few things, but also, um, but also talk about some new and exciting things that are, that are coming down uh, the pipe from us to you. And we're just super stoked about it. But this is something that we've been talking about together a lot. And we kind of thought that we would share a little bit of that conversation because we're sure we're not, we are positive we're not alone. And we just think it's something, you know, like many, that's important. So I don't yeah. know if you a little A little to... reflective episode, I guess you could say. Yes. Looking yes. at what's what's happening around us and also talking about, you know, the future of uh, being women in this world, being uh, people who have their reproductive rights at stake now. And then also just looking at the future for what we have coming up personally in our podcast. So what do you call that? Like, um, oh, I feel like there's a word like like a sweet and a sour, mm. <laughs> you know, like some sour news and some sweet news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're doing we're doing a a sweet and sour episode. We're a, a sour, sweet, and sour. And sweet episode. well all right so charlie we never really talked um on on audio like with i don't know recorded on the record about how you and i felt about our abortion episode and i was wondering how you kind of feel like 
telling that story and then with everything that sort of happened after that with having, you know, those rights now definitely being threatened and, you know, and in many states already taken away at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, recording the episode was a really difficult experience uh, for me. Like, what what do I, like, what details are, like, too personal and they're mine? How do I share it? How do I talk about my experience? There's so much uh, emotion and um, ups and downs and, like, it's it was like a whole roller coaster of experience that I went through in such a short amount of time. And how do you kind of sum that up for somebody else? And I realized, like, going back and trying to retell it, it was... It was just very tricky, just the same way, I guess, that if you are going to talk about something really like difficult and emotional or traumatizing with somebody else, you're like, how do you even broach the subject? And so trying to kind of figure out the best way to like peel back the layers and like work my way through the story um, was was good, but it was it was hard. It was tricky, Um, uh, but it was really nice for me to be able to do it. It's something that both of us thought were really important. We talked about it since season one was kind of um, discussing our own experiences uh, because there's such a stigma talking about it, but also the catharsis of of being able to talk about it uh, to each other and to an audience. Ultimately, I was really happy that we put out the episode and... Um, I had gone to a rally, uh, a couple months ago and it was really hard because at the rally, um, it was a pro-choice rally and one of the chants that we were saying was about how, you know, we're not going to let this happen to us. They're not going to let, we're like, we're not going to let you know, them take away this right. And there's just, there was part of me that kind of knew the reality Mm -hmm. that, you know, when you're reading through the articles and you're seeing what everybody else is saying, how you could just tell it's already on this path and we're going to keep fighting for it. We're going to keep chanting and saying those words. But like, it was like waiting for the inevitable. And when it finally came, it just felt like the other shoe finally dropped, you know? Yeah, and that feeling of like helplessness. Yeah, I was like, I was more surprised when I first found out like that they were trying to repeal it more than when I found out it was actually fully repealed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I was like, oh my God, I can already tell from what everybody else is saying and all the like the people who are going in and looking at like how this bill is progressing i could already tell like oh this is this is inevitably going to happen like how do you prepare yourself and Mm. i don't know if you can because there's such this sinking feeling that you get when you realize it's not just about me it's about every person out there who had their their choice stripped away and i think that's like where the weight comes from is like there's the panic of my own body and like my own choices but there's like an even greater like devastation knowing how many people 
are now in situations that will affect their lives and their relationships and their financial well-being. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and their physical well-being and their health. And um, yeah, a lot of anxiety, a lot of sadness. Um, would you like to add to that? <laughs> Sorry, I just, I feel like it's, there's so much... Um, it just feels like such a great injustice at this point in like where we're going as a as a civilization to take this big of a step back. And you'd think that there's so many more things that we could be concerned about and like we're talking about yes. this again. That that's exactly. that's where I was surprised. Like I thought that we were past this and after everything that's happened with George Floyd, all the people that we lost during I mean all of that stuff, all the Black Lives Matter, all of that injustice people have been dealing with, we've been dealing with, and then just another hit, just another thing. Yeah. And that's just, it just yeah. kind of keeps coming. I mean, there was a ton of stuff in sex work that was also happening, uh, all the stuff with OnlyFans, with, you know, Fosta mm-hmm. Sesta that was before that. I mean, it just kind of feels like it's one thing after another that's getting taken away. And it, and we did talk about that, I mean, in the community with Fosta and Sesta, that it was, you know, this mm-hmm. is one more like one step but it's going to there will be other things that we're going to start being censored and more laws and more bans that you know directly impact uh our communities and and here we are now having our reproductive rights you know being threatened and being taken away um there was one sign that i saw i also went to a to a march and yeah, I kind of felt similarly to you. I mean, it was really powerful to be there. I was really surprised how many mm-hmm. men there were. And I was surprised how that like emotionally impacted me uh, because mm-hmm. we had a huge group of guys that were there and they were they were chanting and they were, you know, angry too. And I was really struck by just like, I mean, a lot, like it was weird. It was like a lot of gratitude for yeah because i i kind of assume that really most men the vibe that i get is that most men just don't give a shit and and they're never going to understand what it feels like to be pregnant to have an abortion to be afraid of that to have a lot of things that just happen to um people with uteruses and and it's just it's just crazy. I, I don't know. It was, it's, 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 you just can't explain it. You can't like make someone else feel that if they don't, if their body doesn't do that. So right. it was awesome. And to see all these men that were there. And I, I mean, I like teared up multiple times at this March, but I also felt the same way where it was just, you know, yeah, we can show up and we can vote and show up to the polls. And it just kind of feels as if, there's nothing that we can do and that just breaks my heart because there was going back to my original thought I'm sorry the sign that I saw was you know mother forced motherhood is indentured servitude mm. and it's 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 yeah i mean because mm-hmm. if you and i got pregnant and weren't able to get an abortion we couldn't find it and i mean i think at the end of the day we'd be like okay we have enough support in our life. We're blessed to have enough outside support in our personal lives that it'd be, okay, I guess we're having a baby. But I mean, it wouldn't, it's sad to have a baby that's not wanted. 
Not that you wouldn't love yes. it. But yeah, if you were, if you're not prepared and there you are, I mean, if we lost all of that support, if we lost our partners, if we lost those people that love us and take care of us and will help take care of this child, then this is something that we have forever. It's not like it's a dog and it goes away, it dies in eight years or whatever. I mean, you have this fucking kid for your whole life. like, And you want to give them the best opportunity, the best options, the best love, the best life that you can. And not everybody is, I mean, none of us are going to be in that, in always in a 100% position in order to do that. And it's just, it's like, yeah, that is going to impact the mother, the, the person who birthed a child so much more than it's going to impact the other half of the equation. Because they can walk away. Yeah, well, I mean, you can put your child up for adoption, but at the same time, now your pregnancy is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of people that get pregnant unexpectedly but decide to keep the baby. Mm-hmm. But if you get pregnant and you do not want to keep the baby, you are putting your body through so much for nine months, not just physically but emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then just to have something that you that you didn't want in the first place, you know, and it's just like – I mean, I was telling somebody this at the rally is that the reason people get they they ask for an abortion is because they're unable to have a baby for some reason either they're mentally unable like mentally incapable of like supporting that child physically emotionally financially you know so you're asking somebody who has chosen for some reason they are incapable of a like raising a child and by incapable i just mean like I am not emotionally available at this point in my life to take mm-hmm. on a child to the point where I would choose to, to you know, abort it. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're forcing them to carry it anyway. So like the repercussions are obviously going to be negative. They're just yeah. not going to be good because you're asking somebody who is in some way unable to care for a child the way that they think they need to, to have a baby anyway. And even if they're putting it up for adoption they're they're putting their body through nine months of of pregnancy and they're putting the baby through nine months of a stressful pregnancy you know Mm -hmm. i just i don't understand how this how this is still a still a uh up for debate (laughs) you know um yeah and, and how and how this is happening and 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 the I mean, there's just so many things. Like, why don't we talk about poverty? Why don't we talk about right. you know? I mean, there's there's just a there's a ton of other issues. Um, so I mean, I think it's it's weird how many like all the feelings and thoughts that it's brought up. I definitely feel paranoid um, about having sex. Period. And even though I'm careful, I mean, I know you are too, it's it's like, well, I was being careful before and I just don't want to be put in that situation. Currently where I live, we are going to be putting it to a vote and I don't know where it's going to, you know, what side of the line it's going to fall on, but it's very nerve wracking and and I don't, I don't know how that's going to get better. I mean, it's making me super anxious about like being intimate at all. 
Uh, right. Because I just don't want to be put in that situation where, yeah, I don't have a, a decision. You know, my ideal situation would be to choose that, hey, I'm open to having a kid or at least feeling like I'm ready financially or like you said, emotionally, physical, physically, all that stuff. Um, it's like a great example. I've been trying to buy a house for a year, just about. I mean, technically, I guess like eight months. And with the current situation, the market and all this crap, it's not going to happen. Uh, so I live in a small apartment and it's fine for me and my dogs. That's fine. But it would not work to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I have a dog actually that has, I would say, special needs in the sense that he's not always like nice to everybody. And I don't want to have an infant in the same house as him, but I'm also not going to like go put my dog down. And this is not a – like, the whole environment is not conducive to raising a child. So it's it's like if I got pregnant tomorrow, even if I was married, even if I was happy with a a human and we wanted to have kids, we would still choose, well, we need to be living in a different situation. We need to have different ducks in place for basic needs – for this child because why would I want to bring a child into the world if I can't provide it with basic needs? Yeah. So And it's somebody just... else might be in your exact same situation and decide they could have a baby. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole point is that it's supposed to be the person's choice of what they feel like they can personally take on in their life. Yep. It's like, is this something you feel like you can juggle? Because this is, this is, this is a human being you're bringing into the world. <laughs> You know, and that you are going to be responsible for really for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And and to, to start from a place of feeling like I can't take care of them. I don't want them. Not that you won't love your child, but to start from that place, that's a really fucking hard place to start from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I kind of am at that point where I'm like... You know what? Third time, bring it. You know, whatever. <laughs> if it happens to me again, we're just having the baby. But <laughs> but that's that's where I'm at in my life. Yeah. And that's after I got to choose how to deal with my past pregnancies. Mm-hmm. So That's very true. Yeah. Well, moving on to perhaps a sweeter portion of our episode, now that we've kind of discussed that, we have an exciting trip that we are currently in the process of planning. Dun, 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 dun. It's... Strips across America. Okay, here's our plan. We want to do a... We don't know exactly how long yet, but a multi-week traveling trip slash podcast interview slash documentary extravaganza journey <laughs> just a couple things just a couple things just a couple things you know so this is our plan we want to travel from the east coast to the west coast we haven't figured out all of our clubs we have like a few places we definitely want to hit we want to interview people along the way we would love to meet some people that we've already interviewed uh in person and see the clubs they talked about maybe, um, you know, meet some of these amazing women and sex workers that we've talked to. We want to interview people that are doing some of this amazing political action work that we see 
on the road. I mean, mm-hmm. for a great example, the queen of sexy, like she does everything. Yes. And I would love to yes, see. she does. Yeah, like meet her, see all the projects, like talk to her about all of those things. So we have so many things and we're still in the process of planning it. We're hoping that we can also do a film aspect of it and make a probably a short documentary interviewing and talking to sex workers um probably in general just because that's what we'll be doing is working in strip clubs talking to people that are primarily working in strip clubs Mm -hmm. um but we're really open to talking to anyone so we would love it if any of you guys listening out there would send us recommendations. Do you think we should come to your club? Do you want to talk to us? Um, Do you have a recommendation of a club that you worked at that you really liked that's open to travelers? Uh, We want to try to get a good cross-section of just tons of different experiences from huge clubs to little clubs. So those like roadside clubs that we always are super curious about when we do road trips. Uh... I don't know, Charlie. What did I miss? We might, um, depending, break it up into multiple trips. Yes. We have to figure out our schedule. So it might be three so, weeks here might be a couple and then trips. three weeks yeah. there. Yeah. But I think you kind of got it all. Like we are just excited to get a little taste of what the industry looks like across the country because even from – city to city or club to club it can be a very very different experience and to shed a light on all those different experiences and what it means to be a stripper in the united states yeah there is a lot of sex work professions we have not uh, dove into so we're very open to to anything it'd be fun to also like check out some like taboo locations along the way like head to some sex dungeons Mm, and you know we always want to go to sex clubs and we never do yeah we never do because we just decide to sit on the couch and drink tea and knit instead but not on the grand tour no oh no 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 we will be going to the sex clubs (laughs) on the grand tour well and we know we've been talking about this project for so long because we were even talking about it before the podcast and then Yes. We ended up kind of, I think, doing the podcast because it was like, well, we can't do trips across America. All we do is talk about this stuff and we think it's interesting. So maybe other people will think it's interesting. And then COVID was going on. So we were definitely not going to be able to do strips across America. I personally do not want to make art about COVID at all. No, I don't want to make art about COVID either. <laughs> yeah. And we know, we know that we're going to see COVID related art and mentions of COVID for the next, you know, 5, 10, 15 years. And that's awesome. It impacted everyone. People are traumatized. There is totally a space and a place for COVID-related artwork. But we talked about it and we were like, we don't want to do a documentary that's about being a stripper in America during COVID. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to wait until things were a little bit more normal. Hopefully by the time we actually get on the mm-hmm. road, it'll be safer and 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 things will be things will be good so it's not that it probably won't come up but that's we didn't want that to be the focus so three years after the shutdown you know three and a half years we think it'll probably be be pretty decent but please send us your 
recommendations, your thoughts, anything. Like we want as much help as possible to plan this out. Uh, and if there's anyone that is interested in talking to us, please let us know for the podcast in general, but also on this journey. Um, we'll be live updating the whole time we're, you know, going around. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we're stoked. We're, we're super excited. And as always, we can keep your identity as uh, open or secretive as you would like. Mm -hmm. We're all about discretion and anonymity on our show, which will also be really interesting as we go into the video portion um, of the of strips across America, and to see how we could do that. Uh, we are thinking about doing this early next year mm -hmm. uh so just as a general time frame to be thinking about if anybody is interested in reaching out to us but uh depending on life that might change but that is what we are planning for right now is early next year um more exciting news is we have a brand new website. Ooh, yeah. So Darby and I built out a website. It is babesofvalhalla.com. Big surprise. Big it's surprise. beautiful. It is very beautiful. We've spent quite a bit of time trying to get it all together and illustrate all the elements of the website and customize it so it represents us and our alien sexiness to the best of its ability. So you can go on there to um, check out episodes of our show. You can also find a lovely donate button that links to our Ko-Fi um, where we can take donations. So if anybody ever would like to donate to us, all of your donations go towards us making this podcast. So um, like the website domain and all of that fun stuff, our equipment, if uh, we ever want to update these microphones, that's what your donations go to is just funding our little podcast that we've just done ourselves out of our own pocket for the last almost you know, over two years. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, season three. Um, but what we'll be using our website for soon, which is very exciting, is our merchandise, which will be dropping in about 30 days. So we dun, are starting dun, dun. a countdown right now that in 30 days you'll be able to get onto our website and order yourself a sexy Babes of Valhalla sweatshirt or t-shirt or tote bag or coffee mug <laughs> yes and they're super cute they're super cute we'll be taking some of our favorite images from the last two years and we'll be putting them on our t-shirts and then every i don't know we'll decide every six months or so three months or so i don't know yet we're still figuring that out we're gonna do little design drops so we'll do little mini collections of our illustrations from the show that we've already made and some new ones that have never been seen before mm. uh that you guys can purchase on t-shirts and stuff so that's very exciting uh there's some really cute ones i'm really excited there's some notebooks that miss darby designed that i want mm. i want one 
and I think I want uh, Stay Nasty Babes of Valhalla mug. Oh my god, I want it so bad. It's so I know. stinking I know. cute. And then we can sip our coffee out of our Stay Nasty mugs while we work on the podcast. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. We'll have to make like a, a like a little boomerang of us sipping and typing, sipping and typing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can. Oh, oh there's so many things. So many things. So excited. It's like taken us forever to get it together and figure out all the ins and outs of doing this like merch thing. And we are also really funny, I think, collectively about like sharing our work with the world. And I think that for some reason, like us being like upload this design and put it on a shirt, we're like, oh, yeah. But really, though. Upload this motherfucking design and put it on a shirt, and it looks badass. So it does look badass. Yeah, we're super excited. Okay, all right. We're also going to have the option of commissioned alien portraits in our style, um, for a very affordable price. And there'll be more information on the website. But if you want us to draw you as like a super sexy alien. Uh, There'll be like a short little questionnaire to kind of fill out so we can kind of get an idea of your personality and who you are. And then you can kind of pick a few different elements and then we will upload some photos and then we will draw this awesome portrait of you that you can use for whatever you want. So that's also going to be something that's going to be on our website, which we are super excited about. Just make sure that you're following us on Instagram so you can follow along with our merch drop because we're going to start teasing some products over the next 30 days so that you can get excited and get ready for it. We've got 30 days countdown starting now on the day this episode is released. So 30 days from the 19th, there will be merch. Everything will be up there. It'll be awesome. You can buy stuff. Um, All of the Things that you purchase, donations, everything, like Charlie said, all go to just making the podcast because the podcast just costs money. And we also think that we think it'd be awesome if people were wearing our art and, you know, repping sex work positive stuff. So we're into it. Oh, that reminds me. It won't just go to us because one thing that we really wanted to do is we wanted to pick a nonprofit to also donate a portion of everything that is bought on our website and our donations. Um, We wanted to find something to donate to. So if you have any suggestions of awesome sex worker organizations, also let us know. We'll probably start off our first, our first, um, I don't know, month or so by picking our own organization. And then if people start submitting suggestions, we'll mm-hmm. switch them out every couple of months. But this is something that we've seen other companies do. And we really love that idea. There's a like Hella Heels. They pick different organizations mm-hmm. to donate to. And uh, we really loved that idea. So uh, please let us know any awesome sex worker organizations that you want us to donate a portion of our profits to. and. And know that every Babes of Valhalla purchase that you make is sending a little bit of love to to one of those great orgs out there that's trying to help our community. Yes, definitely. I love it. We have so many things. We have so many things. Okay. We have, that's why we needed a whole flipping episode. Ex- we exactly. got so many things. We do. So now for some other, wait, huh, wait, 
It's great. Wait. Great news. Wait, great news. Is Here it, it is. Tell is me it? about it. Okay, I'm going to tell you. So we were told about an opportunity from another sex work um, group. So shout out to uh, Instagram profile, wearedancers.usa. Thank you so much because we're super stoked um, to apply to be a part of a stripper produced, created magazine called The Grind. And it's for their third issue that is coming out sometime around September. So we applied for it and drum roll, we got into it which is super exciting so yeah and i mean i would just like to say that i don't win very often on my own but when me and charlie work on stuff together we just like create amazing magical things and we always fucking win like we are so good no we do we're terrible but no we're actually super humbled and honestly like really grateful so just, I mean, just, I don't know, just humbled and excited to be included because it's just that's awesome. That's really what it is. Yeah, that's We're really what it is. so grateful to be a part of uh, somebody else's awesome work that they're doing and that we get to just be even the smallest piece contributing to this larger uh, project that they're doing. That's, it's so, it's so awesome and such a great opportunity. Yeah, and then we've gotten a chance to kind of learn more about their organization. So the Grind magazine uh, was actually started by this group called the Feminist Strip Club. Now, they do have a website, and they also have, it looks like, a pretty active Facebook group. This group was started in 2019. And by the way, this write-up is from is directly from their website. So started in 2019 and is a group of current and former erotic dancers who explore the present conditions of and utopian visions for stripping. They hold events, make performances, publish zines, and more. So the grind is one of their many projects. And I mean, like I said, we're just so honored to be included. And once the grind is released, we will um, get to see it. We'll make some videos and stuff. But also, if you want to support this awesome project, you should be able to um, purchase copies on Etsy. We will also have a link on our website and also our link in bio to where and how to purchase the awesome grind magazine so once we once we know we are going to share that with you guys we're super excited we submitted a bunch of our artwork and they chose one of our pieces uh to be featured one of our illustrations actually illustrated by miss darby uh, to be featured in the magazine i can't wait to like cuddle this magazine just look at yeah. it and like pet it and like smooch it get little kisses yeah and like tell the 10 people we talk about the podcast to in our real life about it <laughs> yeah no it's just it's just cool because because two two years ago we weren't doing this and now mm-hmm. two years later we have four thousand downloads boom boom hey. boom and we have our first piece published in a magazine. Two two lovely little ladies who don't even live in the same town. Yeah, and who... are not doing this like very professionally, just kind of on a whim whenever they can. I think we're doing pretty good. Fuck yeah. I think we're doing great. I think we're doing awesome. If we hadn't created this podcast, neither one of us had like neon sexy 
alien stripper <laughs> themed artwork <laughs> that we do now and mm-hmm. now we have like this massive body of work which is really cool because now we can do all this stuff with it not only is it about sex work not only is it you know created by and for sex workers and strippers it is also focused on art which we love because mm-hmm. that is our thing mm-hmm. we love that intersection between sex work and art and that's like our sweet spot because that's you know that's where we want to live that's where we do live on this podcast and yeah i just love that we get to be a part of a project that like literally when we read this project we were like oh such a good idea like we love this idea like oh i wish we thought of this idea like it's so good um so one of the other things that we wanted to do a little shout out on this episode for is some of the upcoming themes that we're currently researching and that we do want input from our community on. So we're currently looking at story, we're kind of looking for stories about motherhood in sex work. And Mm -hmm. we have a few amazing moms that we're gonna be reaching out to that we personally know that are, you know, doing the thing and also working in sex work. Uh, It can be any type of story if there's something that the word motherhood in regards to you know your experience as a sex worker brings up whether it's your relationship to your mother whether it's your relationship as a mother uh or your thoughts about being a mother whatever that is we if you're willing to share it we would love to talk to you we would also love to if you want to write your story if you want to send us a voice recording you can do that all through our instagram uh, you can email us a voice recording from your phone at babesofvalhalla at gmail.com. So motherhood is one of our themes. Uh, the next thing we're going to be looking at is mental health in sex work, something that is often not talked about or ignored. So um, sex work is a very intense environment a lot of the times and our personal self-care is often overlooked. If you want to tell us about your own personal mental health journey, somebody else's mental health journey that is obviously consenting that you tell the story, or just your own observations of mental health in relation to sex work, we are open to all stories around the subject from any side of the issue and within any form of sex work. These are things that we can have our own opinions on, but we're really more interested in hearing from our community. And this is such an important one to really get a really wide range of input mm-hmm. so that we can see the the variation of what mental health and sex work looks like for more than just one or two people that we would we would really prefer to put out an episode that has a lot of voices well just the range of different ways that people in sex work are finding help or are taking care of their of their mental health or just their experiences in that in it, with under that umbrella i mean whether it's you've had a great experience or a bad experience with a therapist or if it was, it's something that you, you know, if you want to share your mental health kind of practice, your personal check-in, if you do that type of thing with yourself. Um, a great example that me and Charlie learned, um, which is like, you know, something, if you have something similar to this would be when you leave the club, kind of the woman that taught us this called it cutting cords, but uh, just kind of wiping your body with your hand and mentally kind of erasing all of the other people that have kind of that have taken a part of your body, right? That have 
touched you, that have that have kissed on your neck, that have commented on you, whatever it is. And whether it was positive or negative, it doesn't matter. The point is that you don't need to take any of those people home with you, like figuratively. So you're just wiping off all of the all of that energy and kind of releasing yourself from all of those energy vampires that can exist in this type of industry. So that's one example of something. If you have a method, we would love to hear about it. If you have an experience, we would love to hear about it. And yeah, or if you are, are your mental health is negatively affected by mm-hmm. your place of work, we'd also like to hear about that as well as, you know, not everybody in sex work always has a positive experience. And oftentimes the people that we interview and our own experiences have been fairly positive, but we are always open to other experiences. We need to hear about when things don't work, you know, when when things are, are, are not working for people and, uh, you know, how you're still managing within that space. So yeah, please exactly. send in any of your thoughts um, to us on that. Yeah. Uh, and the last one that we're also looking at is superstitions. So I feel like in my experience, most people that I talk to, most women that I'm working with in sex work at the club have some sort of superstition. Now, I used to work at a club where people prayed in a circle group, like holding hands in a circle every night before work. I personally think that that's also kind of like a superstitious like thing sort of. There's also things like don't count your money before the end of the night because it's bad luck or don't put your shoes on the counter because it's bad luck or, you know, whatever that is. I want to know, we both want to know all of the superstitions that you have in regards to stripping, sex work, anything that like you feel like comes up or just, I mean, to be honest, like a superstition in general that you practice in your life as like a sex worker. I, I like love it. I think, I mean, to this day, like I never put my shoes on the counter. I never do. Cause I just, I don't want to get bad juju. You know what else would be fun is to do sex worker ghost stories. Yes, sex worker ghost stories. So Send them in. I've worked at a cl- I've worked at a club that was considered haunted. You've worked at a club that was considered haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody has their own like little like ooh, watch out for da 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 da. I love a good ghost story. That would be such a fun October episode to do. Uh, sex worker ghost stories yeah superstitions and ghost stories send them perfect yes so all of all of these things can be sent in a written email or a voicemail like a voice recording to babesofalhalla at gmail.com you will be able to our website's currently live so you will also be able to submit via our website the process of on our share tab yes exactly and the process of all of this is that It doesn't have to be a final product. It can be you just talking about, hey, this da-da-da-da-da, and we will call you, we will talk to you about it. If we feel like, you know, you want to do, if we we feel like it's a good fit for an interview, we'll go from there. Or if we're like, hey, we love your voice recording as is, can we use your story as, you know, on our show? Go from there. But please send it to us. we would, and we want to really connect with more of our listeners and more of our community. So this is another great way that we can do that. 
So remember, voice message, written form. You can DM us on Instagram, Gmail, babesofvalhalla at gmail.com, Instagram at babesofvalhalla, website, babesofvalhalla.com. <laughs> and we want to just let everybody know that does listen to our podcast that shares our podcast with their friends and their, you know, people that they want to share this with. And we just want to say thank you because we really do appreciate yes, the support. You. And there's so many of you that we don't know and we would love to know you. Go ahead, message us, please. Like, we're just, we just love you guys and we just are super excited. Thank you everybody so much for listening to episode five of season three. Join us in two weeks for another episode Yay. of Babes of Valhalla, where me, Mistress Darby, will be doing a segment of histories, harlots, and heroes. And I will be teaching you all about a sex worker badass bitch from the past, someone you should know, someone your school didn't teach you about. So that's very exciting. So mm. I'll see you two weeks. I can't wait to learn <laughs> I love listening to those because we always uh, we do research on that person and then teach each other something new it's so much fun yes and okay little 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 quip real quick real fast so I did one on Madame Ching Shi the terror of the South China and we released this episode in season two um, July 27th and I was recently at an aquarium where they were talking about like pirates of the past. And of course, like she's like the only female pirate on the display. Did it mention that she was like a badass, like prior, like previous prostitute? And that she was like a full service sex worker and like all these other amazing things that I talk about in that episode? No, absolutely did it, not. It did not? Did it did it not. not do that? It did not. And it like the story was wrong. I was so mad. Cause I was like, I understand certain things that we don't need to necessarily like throw in the faces of our children. But I do feel like there were some things that were wrong that were very, very, very important to her story that they just completely were like, wah, wah, don't need that. So that's why it's important to listen to our History's Harlots and Heroes episodes. You might learn some surprising information about some people that maybe you saw at an aquarium. And you thought they were just a pirate. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, that happens to me like every day. I'm like, I thought they were just an aquarium pirate. Actually. <laughs> well, in the meantime, to soothe your aching loins, you can find us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla, on Gmail at Babes of Valhalla at gmail.com, and online at babesofvalhalla.com. We're taking over the world wide web, baby. We're Here we taking come. over the world. <laughs> if you'd like to email us, uh, you can do that <laughs> for an upcoming episode on all the things we just mentioned. And please uh, check out our social media for the themes that we talked about today. Uh, until next time, all you lovely, lovely listeners... Stay, Stay nasty. nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.
Gmail, babesofalhalla at gmail.com. Instagram, at babesofalhalla. Website, babesofalhalla.com. Nobody else wanted that sick name. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's so sick. <laughs>